0: Welcome to this week's edition of An Organic Conversation, a show about food, ecology, stories from the land, recipes, nature, sustainability, interconnectedness, relationships and life itself. It's June and that means it's the month of Mark. Old potatoes are out, new carrots are in, local produce is entering the produce aisle on a daily basis. This is the summer of 13. Knocking. So, in this hour, we're looking at the bounty of early summer produce, or rather, Earl's summer produce, as we have the privilege to have Earl Herrick with us here in the studio. Earl Herrick of Earl's Organic Produce, one of the greatest experts on produce in the country and far beyond. Today, here on Inorganic Conversation, uh, we are your hosts, Helga Helberg. Mark Mulcahy. And
1: Ronnie Palomar. And it's the summer of Mark. What did she say?
0: What was I, don't, that? I don't even know. Let me not repeat it. It was so good. It was no. so good. I won't
1: I won't step on it. But I am really excited about this show. The last time we had Earl on, and we were talking about the tweener season then, between yes. kind of winter and spring, and now we're talking about summer. And before we jump into that, which is going to be such a fun conversation, something else that's really fun is this trend we've been tracking in In the news about how much easier it is to green your entire world, DHL now, they've had this program called Go Green, and they've expanded their Go Green delivery services to now allowing you to buy carbon offsets when you send express mail.
0: DHL, um, like... Many others, UPS, etc., uh, shipping service. Yeah, of course, exactly. Yes. If that's not available in wherever you are in your town, but yes, with the purchase of that shipment of your package, you can make sure it has no carbon footprint. And it's Very in the cool. U.S.
1: and 220 other countries and territories that they offer this carbon offset program, and they're actually being audited by a third party to make sure that their carbon offset um, programs and projects are. Exactly the Two, kind we want them to be. Twenty
0: other countries out of 196 countries on no, this planet. Did you he- wait, did you hear me? <laughs> say countries or territories? <laughs> no, it is also available on Venus, Mars, and <laughs> Jupiter. And you prove us wrong right now. Yes, it's wonderful. Um, I know that even airlines now, we had a show or a mention in the news um, I think, Mark, you brought that up because you, you travel via air quite a bit, and there are now airlines looking at biodiesel airfare, or is that already available?
2: United's using some, Virgin's using some portion of their fuel. Uh, JetBlue, Alaska are all using some portions of their fuel. Uh, KLM in their regional jets in Europe. So if DHL was using any of these partner airlines at Wonderful. all, they might. Uh, KLM is using it in their regional jets within Europe.
1: And I remember when I flew Virgin America, they were offering an option when you when you go onto the little board in front of you, your your television screen that has all of your features. You can actually order carbon offsets for that flight ticket while you're sitting in your plane. While you're sitting in your How are they prepared? Seat. Yeah, do we <laughs> well, they come cold, so be prepared for that.
2: No, but do we, which is great, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, because, you know, like,
0: yeah, if they're lukewarm. Warm, no, 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 you want them yeah, cold. Yeah. But do we know exactly how that functions, how they offset it, what they do?
1: Well, my understanding is that if you want something to be carbon neutral and you're offering a carbon neutral alternative, you have to be buying or investing money in projects that are... Carbon credits. Yeah, exactly. And these projects, like I said, when I read this article that DHL put out, is that it's audited by a third party to say that these projects have been approved as beneficial for you know the health of the planet, and this is this is considered a, a carbon offset project.
0: Ironic that Virgin Airlines is using non-Virgin jet fuel. Um, and we also had a call-in feature a couple years back, a couple uh, of y- weeks back. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm searching the entire database here in my brain. Um, on There's next, a scary thought. On Next <laughs> <laughs> on next Kits. Um, we are partners with Next Space, um, where An Organic Conversation has their offices. Uh, it's a co-working opportunity where you are part of community and you're part of um, an office setting where everyone shares just one printer. It's not that 30 companies have 30 printers. Or 30 um, coffee machines. That's right, or... one kitchen. It's really, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful idea and it works really well. Um, that's Next Space. Big shout out to them. And they now offer um, office space that includes childcare for um, new moms. It's Next Kids. Uh, great idea. So, yes, greening, community building, making this world a better place, happening on all levels. And um, that's really. Festive, I think. <laughs> I feel that's wonderful. That's something to celebrate. I think. I think
2: festive is the proper word. <laughs> Thank you,
0: Mark. <laughs> Beautiful. You're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm uh, Mark.
1: And I'm
0: Ronnie (laughs) Palmar. And um, you are listening to Anagana Conversation today. We are walking live through the produce department and we are asking what's in season. A look at the bounty of early summer produce, our topic today, that and more when we come back. Stay tuned.
3: Are you a chef, have a catering business, or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing
4: you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit Earl's Organic. Com. Working from home is awesome, except when it's not. <laughs> if you're working from your couch or your coffee shop, chances are you're not your most productive. For thousands of entrepreneurs, co-working is the answer. Next Space is a co-working company with offices in L.A. and the Greater San Francisco Bay Area. Find an innovative workspace, a built-in community, and great networking opportunities at Next Space. Visit nextspace.us for more information. Next Space, your best work. Happens here. Are you interested in making healthy food your profession? Bowman College is a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and culinary arts.
3: Their professional training programs prepare individuals for successful careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Study at one of four locations in California and Colorado or learn from home in a self-paced mentor distance learning program. Find out more about their classes on holistic nutrition and culinary arts at bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org.
0: And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. I'm Mark Morkady. And I'm
1: Sitarani Palomar.
0: Our topic today is what's in season. A look at the bounty of early Earl's summer produce. What is good this year? What fruit and vegetables are in or are coming in? We're diving into the world of produce with the two produce fashionistas, or what would that be? The produce ionistas, Uh, But before, as always, we're starting the show off with a weekly tip from the world of health and beauty. Here's Chef Sita on her holistic bite.
1: Thank you, Helga. Well, you know what's healthy and beautiful? feeling good about yourself. And it's it's the first of June and people are thinking about warm weather and getting to the beach. And that usually means they're thinking about what they're eating so they can feel great in whatever they're wearing. And I know a lot of people, and myself certainly included, find that they need something sweet at certain points of the day. Maybe it's to get you going in the morning. You need a caramel latte. Maybe it's at three o'clock when your sugar crashes and you need to focus a little harder on work because you find yourself more distracted. Maybe it's after dinner. But that need for something sweet can sometimes result in something overindulgent, something with lots and lots of sugar. And I think that as we're trying to be conscious about what we're putting in our bodies this time of year and all year. Having a couple things in your little mental toolbox, I think I use that culinary toolbox kind of regularly, it helps you to make smarter choices. So today I wanted to go over a handful of my favorite natural sugar fixes, things that are not going to cause the kind of body reaction and emotional reaction and, you know, physical reaction that you get from eating a lot of sugar. So let's go down the list. The first one is dates. Dates are these amazing dried or fresh fruits that are so sweet and caramelly. It's amazing how delicious they are. It's also amazing that they contain tryptophan in them which is a precursor to serotonin so they actually help to make you happy and mellow you out instead of dropping your blood sugar and kind of exhausting you after it. So if you take one date and you remove the pit and instead put in a couple of cashews which add a lot of that creaminess, you're not going to miss the chocolate bar. Another great thing that you can do is make yourself some fresh juice. And a lot of vegetables, cucumber, carrot, celery, some dark leafy greens, can be masked with a little bit of sweet flavor. If you add something like strawberry, And if you add also maybe a little lemon juice or green apple, you're going to get that sweet and tart together, which I think is a pretty excellent replacement for candy. (laughs) And another great replacement for candy are grapes. And I know we're going to cover that in today's episode about the seasonality of grapes coming in. I like to eat them as a snack when I'm watching a movie as an alternative to popcorn. They're also great frozen. And that reminds me of some other kind of finger fruits that are delicious frozen, like frozen cherries. Have you ever just eaten frozen cherries with your fingers? I recommend trying it. Something else that can give you a good sweet fix is toast with peanut butter. And if you buy an organic sugar-free peanut butter, that creaminess and almost a natural sweet salty to it on a nice piece of toast really does, for me, fill that need for a piece of cake or a cookie. And we had a great episode on coconut recently. Coconut is another fruit, or actually, it's I think it's called a druple or something like that. It's not technically a fruit, but it has a great sweet flavor. And you can just eat coconut cream on a spoon, or you can spread it on toast like peanut butter. You can make yourself some tea with honey. Either you add a little bit of milk to your Earl Grey tea with honey, or you can do something summery and cooling like a mint tea with honey. That's another great way to give you a sweet fix without having to go the route of a really sugary coffee drink in the middle of the day. Um, Along the lines of a fruit juice, you could also make yourself a smoothie. And I've given a lot of tips about how to make the great greatest smoothie that you can come up with from your pantry items on Facebook and also in my Holistic Bite. But our associate producer, Kristen Ponger, who's like the smoothie queen every day, she brought a smoothie yesterday she shared with me that was so good that had greens and fresh and frozen fruit. She adds some chia seed and flax, which gives it a great texture that you can eat with the spoon. And her secret ingredient is hazelnut butter. Oh my God, so good. So good. So naturally sweet. Totally filled that niche for me. Another really easy and amazing sweet dessert treat is if you take some frozen bananas and put them in a food processor and you spin it around until it makes this texture of kind of soft serve ice cream, it's nothing but banana, but it fills that ice cream desire. And if you want to add a little raw cocoa powder or a little cinnamon or some vanilla or some nut butter, you can come up with all kinds of sugar-free, really delicious sweet treats that are based on this frozen banana base. So there are lots more ideas out there. I would love to hear what you guys think are your favorite ways to get your sweet fix without having to go the route of sugar and enjoy all kinds of benefits by switching out these healthy alternatives by maybe shedding those last few frustrating pounds before the summer, sleep better, find that you are less moody and irritable, even less anxious in the middle of the day and no more energy crashes or lack of focus. So get your sugar fix naturally and that was your holistic bite.
2: Thank you, Sita. Well, of course you have to bring uh, more produce into this, right? And a couple of things is, you know, apples are really high in fiber and vitamin C, and those are really good for an afternoon lift because of those things. And so just eating an apple can give you that lift in the afternoon without bringing you down because it helps to stabilize your blood sugar, like you were mentioning. Um, another thing that I like to do is I bring sweet potatoes that I cooked the night before and they're cold and eating a sweet potato in the afternoon, complex carbohydrates. It doesn't give you that sugar lift and then drop. It kind of keeps you going steady across. Um... But, you know, one of the things see, too, when you were talking about eating foods, a, a couple key things about that afternoon fatigue is sometimes just drinking water. Because mm. one of the biggest causes of, of fatigue is dehydration,
0: especially in the afternoon after you, <clears throat> you know, missed it all day at three, four five. That's when it really kicks in.
2: Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's just another thing. It's not sweet, but it can help with that.
1: And there have been some studies that show that many times when we think we are hungry, we are actually thirsty. So maybe starting with a glass of water before you dip into whatever you're and an apple, and
2: then you're gonna be full and then you won't want any other stuff.
1: (laughs) Your sweet potato idea actually reminded me of something that was on this list but I didn't have time to go over. Is you know, if you take that that sweet potato puree, just mm-hmm. that natural sweet mm-hmm. potato once mm-hmm. it's been roasted, yeah. and mix it with a little bit of coconut oil and a little bit of um, applesauce. The flavor is so good. It's like sweet potato pudding. So delicious. And, and Mark, I
0: know you swear on green tea, too, as a I... little kick, that with honey. Nice. Yeah. that's
1: also yeah. good for your metabolism, yes. green tea. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you again. Sita, that was Sita, Chef Sita, Sita Rani Paloma and her Holistic Bite. And as always, the Holistic Bite is brought to you... By the natural beauty company EcoBella. EcoBella offers a wonderful line of body care products and intelligent cosmetics. All of EcoBella's products are preservative free, gluten free, and cruelty free. Check it out at ecobella.com. That's E C C O B E L L A.com. And let us know what you think. You're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helbert. I'm Mark Mulcahy. And I'm
1: Sitarani Palomar.
0: And last week, in case you missed it, we had a rather shocking show on the rights of animals. Shocking in this case as an organic conversation shocking, as we are always trying to highlight what is possible and focus on the opportunities and the good rather than the bad. But following the premise that the moral progress of a nation can be judged by the way it treats its animals, a phrase Mahatma Gandhi coined, we spoke with Stephen Wise, legal scholar and the president of the Non-Human. Rights Project and learned that animals have little to no rights in this country whatsoever, which was quite a shock and surprise to us here in the studio, as all of us here, of course, wholeheartedly love animals. You can go to nonhumanrightsproject.org, all one word, to learn more. And if you missed that show, check out anorganicconversation.com or iTunes, Conversation, where all of our episodes are available as podcasts, Free of charge, of course. And you can also follow us on facebook.com forward slash conversation for produce tips, recipes, and the latest and gra- greatest on the real food movement and much, much more. Last, but by no means least, we'd love to hear from you. So please send us your comments or questions to share at conversation.com. We used the beautiful quote at the end of that show. If you talk to the animals, they will talk with you and you will know each other. If you do not talk to them, you will not know them, and what you do not know, you will fear. What one fears, one destroys. It's also true for anything else in the world, including produce. We have this great weekly feature, What's in Season, in which our very own Mark Mukahee gangs up with Earl Herrick of Earl's Organic Produce to create the perfect storm, strawberry storm that is, but fear not. So for today, because the early summer season is swiftly flowing into our produce departments around the country, we're dedicating an entire show to seasonal produce. A look at the bounty of early summer produce, our topic today here in Inorganic Conversation, and for that, Earl Herrick is
3: actually joining us here in the studio. Welcome,
1: yeah. Earl. <laughs> wonderful place to be.
3: If you're going to be inside, this is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> That's
0: so funny. If you need to be inside, be in the studio. It's yeah. great. Be with Inorganic Conversation.
1: It's so good to have you when you have, whenever you come, Earl, it doesn't feel so much like we're having you as a guest. We're having you as a host. You just mm, bring a in energy. Party. it's it is. It's a produce it's a, party. It's wonderful. Right. So let's start with how is the season shaping oh. up?
3: Uh, you know, i I know every time I get on uh, on the on the show, whether I'm here in person or not, i'm I'm talking about how wonderful it is. and the and the truth is, it always is. it you can just focus on it. This time of year, everything. we're emerging. Here it is beginning of June uh, for me, and I know for you, Mark, I believe too, the, the stone fruit season is one of the most popular, exciting times because so much is going on in the marketplace. You walking down the market, the, the stalls on, on the docks every day, it's something different, whether today right now is we got cherries and we got peaches and we got nectarines. Oh, we got some figs going on now. And now we got grapes every day is like that. So looking forward to it is pretty easy. Now, Stone fruit is what we can get into right now. It's a great time. You're you're pretty much through the early peach already. We now have a good steady of good peaches, yellow peaches, uh, and uh, yellow nectarines, and also white and yellow nectarines. It's going to be a great season. We had a little bump in May. In May, we had a little bit of rain, so there there's uh, a little bit of culling going on at at the farm, but uh, we shouldn't see much of that. Some of that might come into play though as they start to ripen on the counter.
1: What's culling, Earl?
3: Culling is actually so uh, the harvesters go out, pick the product, and then it goes and gets sorted before it gets packed out, and and that's what sorting is. You're sorting out, you're culling out the bad fruit, the unacceptable fruit, whether it's misshapen, it's got a bruise, something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And so, how does that show up in the stores? You 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 just yeah. mentioned that we might start, you might start seeing it as it ripens the effects of rains in May. Yeah. And so how would that show up for someone who just bought some peaches at the produce market?
3: Yeah, we show up in a disappointment. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 that, and that would be uh, what we, what we refer, refer, refer to is brown rot. And it generally starts at the stem end and it'll be, it can be a little brown spot. And, and at the farm, the The pickers and the sorters are very keen on that and they and they pick out the stuff that's it, that is starting, but not all of it all of it gets caught. and so really you don't see it until you start to ripen. So a little brown spot you can cut away that and look at the interior and if it's not brown at all, it's going to be fine. That's brown rot it's hard, and when there's a fair amount of moisture in the spring, there's a possibility. so both of you Earl and mark, um I have never fully understood what
0: you can ripen on your counter and what you cannot, which, which produce, I know both of you say, talk to the produce manager when you walk in, you know, have them cut a piece of that exact batch of that little mountain there of whatever it may be citrus. And, if you love it, take it home and don't think that three days later, even though it's the same place, the same product, it might come from a different region, a different farm. The moment you buy it again, because you loved it so much three days prior, it might be a completely different product. Looks the same, has the same name, same size, but it comes from somewhere else. So again, taste it and then buy it. If you right now, spring, early, early June, maybe early summer already, um, but still cool in some areas, it's... I would assume with many of these items, fruit and vegetables, um, they might need a couple more weeks or a week or so um, to get even better. What can you pick? Is there a general rule of what you can pick that you can just leave on the counter that gets better and what absolutely you can't?
3: Yes. And yes. (laughs) Uh, You know, the fact is, you know, Mark and I talk about this a lot. And I'm, 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 I'm... I'm a little tentative about getting into this, but with produce, you have to create a relationship with it. That means you have to buy it, look how it ripens, try it, that's not quite ripe, I'll wait another day, oh, I waited too long. So it's really about familiarizing yourself with the product and what is it doing in your house. So it is a matter of a bit of uh, give and take, a bit of... uh, chance involved but if you're steady with it I mean the benefits of course you're going to get some wonderful product and so I buy three of things is what I do three peaches three pears whatever and I I will set them out and I generally you've got about three or four days
0: that's so cool that's buy really and, what and, you got buying threes yeah. So if you had it and it was maybe tad early, you know, the next one, next day, and yeah. then if you wait too long, okay, the other one will be on the way out. But, um, but that's, if I, gr- that's
3: great. Yeah, so that's if, great if, I'm, if I got my three, my first one, oh, it's not bad, but I know it's going to get better. I wait, the next one's good, I'm going to eat both of them right there. Mm. Or I'm going to share it with somebody. Because, because on the other side of it being too early, it can be too late. Sure. And, and Mark and I talk about this all the time. Oh, that's sweet, but the fact is it's over.
0: Yes, and Mark, but there are a couple items that actually don't ripen on the counter, and I can't recall them. But I know you mentioned in "What's in Season" in the past um, that you know if you buy this, make sure it's ripe because it will not ripen; it will rot um, on your counter. Um, what is what are uh, or Is there a general rule where you say you know this kind of produce you don't want to? It needs to be good, otherwise it will not do. Well, it I think you're justice. referring to
2: sometimes there are some fruits that do not continue to get sweeter, get sweeter after exactly. they're picked. Yes. Right. And so, I mean, a, a few of those things are uh, pineapples are as sweet as what the, when they're picked. Right. They might continue to turn a little bit of color, but they don't gain any more, any more sugar. Um, some melons are like that. Honeydews are a melon that does continue to, to pick up sugar as, as it ripens, but not all melons are like that. Um, they will ripen but not get sweeter. Um, Taking off on what Earl was saying is I think it's really important to know your house right if you keep your fruit on a counter most fruit can be stored on a counter i wouldn't recommend grapes being stored on a counter i would recommend grapes going right into your fridge and they should be stored in the coldest part of your fridge which is in the back of your fridge not in the front of your fridge okay that's going to give give you a longer life on grapes when you get them home they're just not they're just not set up to too be much ri- water too, too be ripe on your counter and yeah. all, often a lot of sugar
0: but then uh, take them out a couple hours before you want to eat them because they're cold and then the flavor so not fully there.
2: So that, is, that you're right on track because... I learned that from you. Most <laughs> mo, most fruit wants to be eaten at room temperature to have optimum flavor. I do. So you,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I I like to eat my fruit at room temperature. Zita.
1: Well, that's, that, <laughs> you said that the grapes should be stored in the back of the fridge, the coldest place of the fridge. And that made me think, well, I know that people eat frozen grapes and they really like frozen grapes. So is there some kind of relationship between... The fruits that freeze well are the fruits that you want to keep in the colder part, like cherries freeze well, blueberries freeze well. Would you store those in the back of the refrigerator, or is it it's not that general?
2: Blueberries never make it to the back of the fridge for me, uh, especially the blueberries that are on the market right now, because it's blueberry time, right? Now it's like, so for me, uh, so see, there was an amazing article, in the, for our, and we will put this up on um, our Facebook page, on Cooks Magazine about five years ago on how to store your produce. And, I mean, we could get into some more tips, but it was just amazing on it. It gave you these items absolutely in the crisper, in the back of the fridge, in the front of the fridge, on the top top shelf. It was really well written, and I can give us a link for our listeners on that. Um, I don't know if there's a correlation between what freezes well, because bananas freeze really well. And, and you and don't store those, those in the, in the fridge. fridge. Fair
1: enough. Yeah,
0: but it is great to know that because we are talking, you know, money spent on produce, and we had a great show on waste. If you know how to store your produce, you get better flavor, you get you know a few more days shelf life in your own house, um, and and overall a much better experience, of course.
1: Well, and, and I like Earl's tip too. It sounds like you know this rule of three is buy fewer and buy frequently.
3: No doubt about it. I know that doesn't work for everybody, but if you can do that, you're going to benefit beyond your means. You know, a lot of times I run into people that say, you know, I say, hey, you know, try this peach. This is, yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy it. No, I don't like peaches. Well, and I fully understand because they've never had a good one. You buy one early in the season yeah. when they can be a little inconsistent and you try it and it's, too, and it's not ripe and you go, ah, there I go again. Another bad peach. A perfect example. Uh, I'm sorry. A yeah. perfect example of that is about three
2: weeks ago, apriums came on the market, right? And they were picked a little green. And they just they wouldn't if that was your experience with an apron you might not buy it the rest of the summer but if you waited till now they've been on the tree a little bit longer mm-hmm. they're they're coming in yeah first week of May I remember. Just not there yet. They're just not going to be there. They're picked a little green.
1: That reminds me of, Earl, your your peaches story. You guys, the Earl's Organic team, do a lot Mm -hmm. of tasting events at the Academy of Sciences. And last year when the peaches were in, I remember being at this event. And I love peaches, but I had never had a good peach until I had one of the peaches that you brought in. And there was a woman who was at the event who was from Georgia. And she beelined for your table and she tried it and she said, I have not had peaches this good since I left home. And maybe not even then.
3: Yes. <laughs> well, it's very true. I remember I talking to that lady. We were saying, Georgia peaches, California peaches. I don't know. Yeah. I've never had a Georgia peach, but I'm looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> You're listening to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helber. I'm Mark
1: Mulcahy. And I'm Steter Ronnie Palomar.
0: And today we are taking a look at what's in season the bounty of early summer produce. What's great this year? What's just coming in to your produce aisle in your region, um, the world of produce? dove in with our two experts here, Mark Mulcahy and Earl Herrick, joining us today in the studio. We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned.
1: At Eden Foods, we've always strived to have a strong, positive impact on farming practices and food processing techniques. As the oldest natural and organic food company in North America, our business practices and products endeavor to contribute to a peaceful evolution on Earth. We encourage everyone to be knowledgeable, discerning, and proactively involve buyers, as we are. Look for organic grains, beans, beverages, and more by Eden Foods at your local co-ops, natural food stores, and online at edenfoods.com.
4: Are you committed to green, socially responsible, and sustainable business practices? Percepticon can help with eco-friendly internet solutions, website design services, e-commerce solutions, mobile apps, and high-performance internet hosting for your business. Percepticon is a full-service agency that specializes in web consulting, strategy, and technology development, so you can successfully communicate with your audience. Lighten your tech footprint in a green hosting environment. Call Percepticon today at 925-937-9000 or visit them at Percepticon.com.
1: SPUD stands for Sustainable Produce Urban Delivery. SPUD delivers the highest quality organic produce and the best locally sourced grocery items one can find directly to your doorstep. It's easy, it's convenient, and it supports your local economy. On every delivery day, SPUD takes at least 100 cars off the road that would have otherwise been driving to the grocery store. Reduce your carbon footprint, save time, and save money when grocery shopping with SPUD. Place your order today at spud.com. That's S P U D.
0: And we are back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Mark McKay. And
1: I'm Sita Ronnie Palomar.
0: And today we're looking at the bounty of early summer produce. What's in season for an entire hour to tell you what's coming to a produce aisle near you? We have Earl Herrick here of Earl's Organic Produce, solely committed and dedicated to organic produce since 1988. And Mark Mulcahy, our in-store produce expert, who brings you what's in season with Earl every week just for a few minutes. But this is the time to look at the ish, to look at the stuff that's coming, to look at the stuff that's already there, fruits and vegetables. Um, Great intro, you guys. Before the break, um, is there anything still in the world of produce that one should be aware of? I know just three weeks ago, four weeks ago, May, end of April, there were still items like potatoes where you could have picked a last year's potato. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but those have been stored throughout the winter in appropriate cooling facilities. But it's it's different. If you like that flavor, um, Mark, you were saying... um, that those items might be a little bit more starchy. They're just a little, you know, they've been in storage for six months, perhaps. What is, is there still anything Earl that um, you would find in the produce aisle now, beginning of June, that is actually last year's harvest, or is it coming from somewhere in the world, but it's mm-hmm. all this year?
3: Yeah, th- there is an outside chance you're going to find some old old potatoes still, uh, pr- uh, probably the russets. So if you're going to, if you're really interested in getting. Uh, eating potatoes like I am, you can find a lot of uh, nice varietal stuff, the fingerlings, the red Russians, the small gold potatoes. They're all this year's. Yeah, that's all this year's. There is a little bit of rusted from last year. And if there's any apples, it's going to be probably a red delicious apple. How would you know? Would you ask your store? Because they don't tell you. They don't say 2012 harvest. (laughs) Right. Well, a couple ways, perhaps, depending upon the store. Uh, Some of them uh, designate where they're from. So if it's domestic apple, which is that's got to be a a storage apple because all the apples are pat, are picked in in the United States uh, back in October of of twelve. Yes, you're gonna see and you're gonna ask. Well, what's all these apples that are doing this on this rack on on display? They're all coming from the, the down down under, New Zealand or Chile, and you're gonna find Argentina a, maybe. Argentina. Yes. Yes, and you're gonna find a, a, a real good array of Galas and Braeburns and Pink Ladies Fuji apples. Those are all coming from down south, and that's a fresh apple. You were you Bingo. were
0: stumbling on Argentina. No, uh, uh, I know that the pears I, that
3: I'm seeing in the aisle right now are, they are. are from Argentina, and that's, and that's the other thing you're gonna find More in the pears. In a, yeah. yeah, or pears are also from <laughs> from the southern hemisphere, and and it's a it's fresh fruit. So if you need that apple, and I know I like to need an, an apple a day. That that they're very satisfying
2: and, for, and frankly that red delicious that would still be coming from Washington even though it's coming out of storage and they have really great storage techniques now that could be the difference of someone not liking apples the rest of their lives
0: hmm. yeah, because you, red yeah.
2: delicious can be amazing everybody thinks that they're just not a good apple in the beginning of the season California red delicious or some of the first crop uh, Washington red delicious can be really really good apple but right now if you took a bite of that your teacher would give you an F
0: yeah, so again, try <laughs> try the store. Just, That's so, try what's in there. Try the produce you want to buy before you spend your money um, and and mark time. just one sentence on potatoes russets last year you you still it's not a bad potato issue. So you...
2: here's the thing, here's here's the thing. It's a fluffy potato. It does tend to get softer quicker. So it's not going to hold up in your pantry as long. It's going to sprout quicker and the flavor is not going to be, you know, Russets aren't that rich flavor like um, or a Narcota or a, a Yukon Gold or something like that. They they are a milder flavor, but a fluffier texture. And as they get older, their their flavor that wasn't a huge flavor anyway starts to go down. Yeah, Erla's right.
0: I mean, for your summer barbecue, a little fingerling, mm, you know, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Wonderful.
1: Well, in my experience, I usually use russets for a baked potato, which is going to get all kinds of flavors mixed into it. And then I use Yukon Gold for um, mashed potatoes because they have such a creamy flavor and Great flavor and texture, and then all of these other beautiful ones—the the Peruvian blue and the Russian red—and all of the things you guys were talking about are great for potato salads.
2: Well, and actually, I I combine golds and russets because I want the fluffiness of a russet when I make mashed potatoes. I knew oh, you uh, had uh, something uh, along, up your uh, uh, sleeve. No, you were smiling, with that, that sitting flavor there. That you're uh-huh, talking of about, and sometimes though not always recommended you usually want more of a waxy potato like you're talking about like a Yukon gold or or a fingerling or something for a salad but i do like adding a few russets in there because it makes it I don't just like always crunchy potato salad. I like it where it kind of melts on your tongue, and the mm. rest it will give you a little bit of that.
1: Fun to experiment then. So, yep. so Earl, <laughs> last time we had you on, we were in the tweener season, and we're kind of in a tweener season again. I know I, I really love the spring produce. I really love the summer produce. What's going on right now? What's still good from spring that's mm-hmm. a good buy, and people should get it in now while they can? And what's just coming up for summer? What should we wait for, and what's good now?
3: Gotcha. Right now, uh, all the berries are, are and and what's so wonderful about berries, they will continue. But blueberries is probably the, in, especially in California, probably uh, just emerging in, in Michigan, the blueberry harvest, and it'll go on for a couple months. So all the berries, including Raz and black. Good good year for berries overall. It really is. And now what's so great about it, they respond quickly. So if you get a rain or get a heat, you may lose a day or two, but they're right back.
0: Yeah, and Mark and I respond really quickly to that too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That so quickly i don't get it yeah Earl, yeah. of course bringing in boxes and boxes of that's really why we do this show with him when yes. he comes to the studio instead of just being on the phone and calling in from the produce dock every week we have boxes of boxes of produce here in the in Four the or studio and um, he has a proof this is the beautiful blueberry crop that we are indulging in right now. Wonderful. I mean, yeah, Yeah. they look as good as they can be. Yeah, it's
3: is truly wonderful time. Uh, I want to cherries, too, right now. And cherries is is a fairly Mm. narrow window wherever you are. And uh, in California, we're able to get the West Coast. So eventually, it'll go from California, Oregon, Washington, and British Columbia. But right now, the Bing cherries are out and that is the Bing is king. This is the time to enjoy that. Also, you have apricots, uh, all the nectarines, Um, melons are just start emerging so that that's you know the spring that's about what we have in the spring and everything else is is now moving into the strength of the season with all the stone fruit and the melons and we're starting to peek into the heirloom tomato season are we
1: oh yeah
0: and so overseas production we mentioned pears apples everything is kind of in the next two months is coming in domestically, right? It's really moving up the coast north. Precisely. Within so ma- the country and outside.
3: Yeah, and you know, what, what's so wonderful is if you have an advantage to have a garden, you can really see how how the seasons come because it is coming right up. And in June, your garden is, is starting to produce some early stuff. And, and then you really get in touch with what is in season. So if you, wherever you are in the country or
0: even outside the country listening to the show, what's a good... Um, tool that you a recommendation that you have for people to know what is within a you know 500 mile 400 mile radius of where they live if they don't have a garden if they mm-hmm. don't observe what's happening in nature directly yeah. how would one know um, you know what's really as yeah. locally and, and peaking as as possible?
3: Gotcha. There's there's a couple ways. One of them is checking out a newspaper because newspapers need things to write about. And in, in, and in a good newspaper, they're going to have a food section and they're going to talk about the local farms, the local produce that's coming in and the bounty that it is. And invariably now there's a farmer's market and they're going to start emerging right now with – with stuff that is re- very obviously right now and the freshness of the, of what I would look for are berries and lettuces and greens, because you can tell how fresh they are right away and you know how far it's coming. And not many people are going to come from more than probably 50 miles, maybe out in California where the production is widespread, maybe up to a hundred. But if you're regionally, Uh, for example, on the East Coast, maybe further north, that production is right there. Mm -hmm. How about avocados and those things that are? Yeah. Well, a great season, and it's a great long season. Year-round, really, right? It really is. And in May, you're right in June, you're right in the the heat of it uh, uh, because the production is from the south, and you're right in the middle of it. And then as that tapers off into the fall, you have the Northern California crop crumming. Perfect time. And plus, all those California crops are are,
2: are hand grown, right? Yeah, you know it's amazing that way. It is hand grown. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the, one of the things one of the things that I really love about this time of year is. Uh, the emergence of melons. Now, I still think it's a little early for melons, but there's some earlier varieties that really stand up.
1: And
0: we want
2: to dive into the world of melons when we come back right after the break. I'm Helga Hellberg. I'm Mark Mulcahy.
1: And I'm Sita Rani Palomar.
0: With us is Earl Herrick of Earl's Organic Produce the produce expert of this country here on An Organic <laughs> Conversation. We, we are growing you up here <laughs> within the hour as we are dedicating an entire hour to the question of what's in season so you can save money getting the best. We'll be back with more in just a second. Stay tuned.
3: Sunrise, slowly across the sky.
1: Produce is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earls Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earls Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earl's Organic Produce at earlsorganic.com. That's earlsorganic.com. Fry Vineyards is America's first organic winery, family-owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry Organic and Biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyard's Mendocino County award winning wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F R E Y W I N E.com.
4: Working from home is awesome, except when it's not. <laughs> if you're working from your couch or your coffee shop, chances are you're not your most productive. For thousands of entrepreneurs, co-working is the answer. NextSpace is a co-working company with offices in L.A. and the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Find an innovative workspace, a built-in community, and great networking opportunities at NextSpace. Visit nextspace.us for more information. Next Space, your best work happens here. When it comes down to dealing in friends
0: And we're back here to An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. And
1: I'm Rani Palomar.
0: What's in season? This would be the moment, but it's actually the entire hour. A look at the bounty of early summer produce. This week's episode here on An Organic Conversation and with us is Earl Herrick of Earl's Organic Produce. uh, Produce delivery service that is focused entirely on organic produce and Earl, you have a wonderful Facebook page where people can read up on things, weekly features, what's in season, like the the entire world, really, of produce, which, again, helps save money, Um, prolongs the life of produce you bought, perhaps, and Mm -hmm. for sure gets you the best. What's that Facebook handle it's Facebook.com Earl's Organic Produce. Yeah, it's Earl's Organic Produce. Wonderful. Um, so <laughs> and, ch- check that out.
1: <laughs> and, and actually, a pretty famous blog. I mean, your team is so great. I know your marketing manager, Susan Simmets, is diligently always working with the rest of your team to figure out mm-hmm. what is the best way to pick it, what is the best way to use it. She's and, basically eating
0: all day and getting paid well, for she that has organic Possibly produce. the best yeah. job
1: in the world. <laughs> but but really, the blogs on your site, Earlsorganic.com. Yes, Um, So informative about what's happening now, and not just in this area, but all over the country.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Sita. Yeah, yeah we, you know, we we consult every day. We talk about it every day. Uh, we have a product shipped to us every day, and we go downstairs, we're eating it. So, you know, we're it's pretty stimulating when we just try to share that.
0: And it's interesting, too. You know, we've visited your operation, Earls Organic Produce, many times at this point, that you are actually managing the grower or help them as much as you can because you want the best stuff in the marketplace for them, too. It's interesting that it's not just... Um, you know, the, the shipping component, but actually really talking about, no, leave them on the tree for four more days or a week longer, because that will be better. And I can sell them better for you because this your quality is exceptional.
3: A good example is that uh, I referred to before the break, the heirloom tomato. It is early for heirlooms, but what we did was we talked to the grower. We wanted to extend the season. He put in some hoop houses, which is basically uh, plastic spread over uh, uh, yeah. or, or, or a tube and it creates protect a min- them
0: more a little bit yeah, yeah. it
3: creates a, a mini uh, g- a greenhouse and that brought the season on about a month so you're able to enjoy a very good tomato about a month before uh, you know the big production hits
1: and a grateful nation thanks you <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> before the break Mark you were talking about melons actually want to get back to that because I'm a pretty big melon fan and I wasn't for a while because I I tried one variety and I assumed that they all tasted like that but there are so many different ones different flavors and you were saying some good now but really maybe worth waiting for always always
2: um <laughs> no there are some there are some good ones it's beginning be in the beginning of june an early melon that i think uh really holds up and it's uh, the end of the mexican season beginning of the california season on this um is the Sharon Tay melon and the, what i love about them is they're actually like a perfect date melon right because mm. they're a a little bit bigger than the size of a grapefruit, so you can just cut it and split it. With I some happen
0: bit. to have one sitting in my hand. Look How at that. How did you know, Mark?
2: So, the, so you can, <laughs> now you can go out and have a date.
0: Um, yes. It's actually beautiful. I've never seen this one. It's as big as a coconut, pretty much exactly um mm-hmm. extreme webbing like it really looks like um it almost looks like a piece of art and
1: well, and it has these silver stripes yeah it looks like it. an oil painting it's is beautiful. that a good uh,
0: yeah. description it's and like it an does it looks it's like shiny. something
2: that you would you would do an oil painting of and they they come from France and they've been around for about a hundred years um mm-hmm. but the difference of them is they have a little bit firmer texture than a cantaloupe and a definitely a smooth even flavor that has kind of, a little bit musky overtones like you get from cantaloupe but definitely a whole richness to the sweetness in the flesh so
0: question I know you know try your produce in the aisle we can't say it often enough would you go as far Earl to to have your produce manager and mark you to actually cut in a melon that you will not buy but you will buy the other one does that go too far?
3: Well, first of all, you want to be, as a if you're in that department as a worker, you want to be proactive and have some cut up already. Sampled. That's, yeah. yeah, that's really what you want to do. Now, there are occasions, though, when I'll say... This looks really good. I would love to buy this and I will buy it. But and can you give me a sliver of this so that you can do that too? The and then char- you
0: take the one that he cut into. Exactly. Or the other. Oh, no, gotcha. that's, that's
3: when you take And what I do gotcha. is when it's not as
2: up to my par, I say Earl will buy
3: this. <laughs> Earl, Earl be here in about an hour. he uh, probably keep take it for that. a few moments. I, I, I try to be as gracious as I can. You know, the, the the melon season, like a lot of seasons, there's a little gap between out here in California. We, we were able to get that early Mexican crop that's going to emerge in May, take you to the beginning of June. And then there can be a gap sometimes depending upon the weather before the California season hits. Uh, it really depends on how much heat the spring and early summer has. Great. We are almost out of time, but I do want to touch on corn, Mark, one of our
0: favorites. Um, king is corn. Corn is king. No, I Bing, Bing, Bing king. is king. Well, king. Yeah, I think corn is king too. It's a uh, prince. Is it? Is it a good season for for
3: yummy corn? Fantastic. Yeah, it really is, and and it's in full production. Organic. In, yeah. Uh, yes, and it's in full production right in the valley, the wonderful huge uh, San Joaquin Valley. We call it, and it's actually well known. It's called Brentwood corn because Brentwood is is a, a very popular, Epicenter. yeah, and and prolific uh, grow uh, growing area, and also. Um, watermelons, you know that you know. Enjoy those. That's a great season going on now. Uh, and the and like I said, the heirlooms are better. They will get better.
1: Mark, you wanted to bring but up you, grapes. I know it was a really, uh, really yeah. hot topic final, for you. Final
2: thoughts well, on the grapes are grapes in season. We've all been wanting them. The first green grapes are kind of.
1: Mm, the the yeah. You know,
2: the, the perlates or the sugar ones can be good. But right now as well, they'll actually start getting good. They haven't been really great the last few weeks.
3: Yeah. The, you know, the flame is really the one that's really popular. Uh, it's got some great flavor. Production, again, starts uh, in the desert and comes up up the valley and more and more areas come in production. And what's so wonderful about the grape uh, commodity itself? It's a long season. It's six, seven months and in the and you know one thing th- about those
2: green grapes is you want to make sure the green grapes you're trying now are a different variety than you're going to try in July when the thompsons come in and then that's a whole another ball game when it comes to flavor and sweetness
3: and Precisely. Uh, yeah. And wait for that green to get a little amber color. Where are they where are they sugar. from?
0: Because I know that wine production, or does that not go parallel with? It does table, not. Totally oh, different areas. Yeah,
3: completely different. Thing. Table table grapes. Yeah, table grapes. grapes. So, Planned. Yeah, and, and a lot of them they want cool weather, and and a and a, a table and eating grape you want hot.
1: Mm-hmm. For, for,
2: the you know, su- the sugars, for the sugar, sugar, yeah. that sugar. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm excited. Uh, this is so great. I wait for this all year. <laughs> so thank you so much, Earl, Mark. You guys mm. really make it easy for us to eat well. Yeah. So and again, wonderful. we will
0: put everything we just talked about, I think, and more on our Facebook page. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Earl's Organic Produce uh, mm. for almost a live update. of um by by the minute for what's going on in the world of produce in season what's good and desirable um anywhere throughout the country and um also an organic conversation facebook.com forward slash organic conversation for recipes and everything of everything that Sita would would do with all this stuff
1: <laughs> <laughs> well and we're just about out of time but Helga I hear you have an organic moment for us this week
0: yeah I kind of don't want to leave that topic of what's in season um this week a look at the bounty of early summer produce but um, in that regard, and thank you, Earl, again for coming in today. Um, always wonderful You're welcome. that segment, but having you here for an entire hour, I feel like this was a rich look at what's what's possible right now, what's good, and um, you know that waste. Get the best because you will love it. You won't waste it, and you will save some money. Um, I do want to come back to the beginning of the show. Um, what we don't know, we fear. Um, what we fear we destroy. That was the quote we had in our Animal Rights Show last week, and it has stuck with me since. And perhaps the moral of the story in all of our challenges that we face is that that what we don't know we fear, and what we fear we destroy, individually and as a society, whether in personal or romantic relationships, in culture, or certainly in religious engagements, the all the way to the way we eat, what we don't know we fear. Spoken by Chief Dan George. Um, It's the Native American wisdom that for me really rings true in all of our doings. So at least let's start with our food. Let's make this year the year of bravely exploring the unknown. Again, fear not. The worst thing is you might not like it, but at least you know, and even by not liking it, you have a relationship to it that is other than fear. And of course, you might like it. So this way, I have found my absolute favorite fruit a few years back. I think, Mark, thanks to you, not knowing what it was when it was ripe or even how to eat it, it was a cherimoya. Have you ever eaten a cherimoya? It's that little dragon fruit egg looking like thing. Green, hard, sitting in the produce aisle and everyone passes by that little treasure. Whatever you might pick out of the hundreds of thousands of heirloom varieties of produce, choose something that you have never eaten before. You don't even know how to eat it. You don't know what it is or when it's ripe. Um, It will turn the quote by Chief George, George on its head. Whatever we eat, we know. Whatever we know, we no longer fear. Whatever we don't fear... We no longer have a reason to destroy.
1: Thank you, Helga.
0: Yes, Charmoyers, Um Yeah, Earth. they're in
3: season right now, and the, you, you, not all of the uh, stores are going to have them, but they're, don't be afraid of them, like, like Helga says. And as they green, they will turn brown. Try them. And again, it's one of those things that we uh, started at the beginning of the, uh, the uh, show with. Uh, try more than one because you may eat it over-ripe or under-ripe.
0: Yeah, and it's this green, um, you know, big pine cone dragon egg-looking-like thing. And people say eat them when they're really soft. I actually don't like them absolutely when they're that soft because they start quickly to ferment. So when they have the texture of a really, really firm avocado, I think then they're best. Just cut them in half and spoon them out. And, yeah, it's delicious. Well,
1: that was this week's edition of An Organic Conversation. Thanks for listening.
0: An Organic Conversation is a proud production of the Organic Media Network. Associate producer, Kristen Ponger. Studio engineer, Robert Costa. Underwriting production, Mark
2: Van Gelder. Thank you all. If you missed parts of this show or for any other episode, go to iTunes or anorganicconversation.com.
1: And you can follow us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash an organic conversation.
2: We host
0: Helga Helberg, Mark Mulcahy,
1: and Sita Ronnie Palomar.
0: And we'll be back right here, same place, same time next week. See you then. Bye. Bye bye.